Hi therapists, welcome to another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business. How are you? Are you unpacking your feelings? How how are you dealing with problems and obstacles that face you on a daily basis? I know it's hard, but we can do it we can make it we can find a way to find cheerfulness and joy in every day i know it's that kind of sounds cliche oh my goodness everything i just said rhymed but gotta find the joy in things therapist we have got to find the joy in things Tonight, I want to tell stories about my father. I lost him recently, therapist. He died. I don't have a daddy to call or visit anymore. He passed away. I'm still coming to terms with it. I'm still coming to, still emerging from the swamp of grief. I don't know if I'll ever fully emerge, you know. But I can tell you that the tears have stopped. Um, Not completely because I'll see something that reminds me of him or I'll hear something that reminds me of him and you know my eyes will well up again and single tear will flow you know or couple tears will flow and I gotta remind myself that you know the positives there are positives because he was in a lot of pain towards the end a lot of pain you know the last conversation we had he told me that it was even hard for him to get from the bedroom to the bathroom and he has an ensuite and he had an ensuite it was hard for him to get from the bedroom to the bathroom he was in so much pain just walking that short distance. So even though he's gone and I won't hear his voice or see him anymore, I have to console myself that the pain that he was feeling has stopped, you know? He's in a good place. peaceful place happy place pain free place one of one of the Jamaican traditions that surrounds death is that when the person dies you there are nine nights nine n i n e 
Nights, N-I-G-H-T-S, where the spirit of the person is around and, you know, the spirit of the person tells family members and friends farewell. And so in Jamaica, we have a tradition called Nine Nights, which you hear it in Patois, sounds like Nine Night. And those nine nights after the person has died, friends and family gather, usually at the place where they used to live. And there's fish frying and rum drinking and sun kissing in and you send the person off and usually during this period of nine nights family members will you know dream about the person or friends will dream about the person and in Jamaican tradition that's kind of how they say goodbye so the night my dad died, <laughs> I dreamt that I was back in Jamaica and a good friend of mine who no longer lives in Jamaica either, she's based um New York, she said to me, she smiled and she said to me, get in your car and drive to Hope Road. Now, Hope Road is um, it's a place in Jamaica, a place in Kingston, to be more specific, or rather St. Andrew, to be specific. And it's where um, you can find, like, Bob Marley's house, the museum, etc. Devon House is also on Hope Road. But I understood immediately what that dream meant. I didn't need an interpretation or an interpreter in the dream my friend clearly said to me get in your car and drive to hope road meaning have hope you know you lost your father it hurts you're breaking inside but keep hope alive you know console yourself with the small things you know warm up your heart with the memories you know I want to share maybe two or three of those memories my dad <laughs> as I know I've been doing a series of um, uh, sessions with you my therapist where I tell you some horrible memories that I have but not all my memories are horrible I have good ones, and my dad just happens to be in a few of those good ones. My father was the most hardworking person I've ever known. Sunday to Sunday, my dad will work, or used to work. He was such a hard worker, you know? He didn't like laziness or people expecting handouts. He was a go-getter. 
something was to be done, he'd do it. You know, regardless of the challenges, he'd do it. Um, one of the memories I have of my dad is, you know, <laughs> when I was in <laughs> grade one, um, teacher wrote up a report card for me that stated that, you know, I wasn't playing with the other kids, I wasn't interacting as well with the other children I just sat quietly and I didn't speak and they were concerned that there was some kind of problem with me and how I was learning you know I don't want to use the R word but I think they were thinking that I was a little bit on the slow side as I wasn't playing with the other kids I was just sitting there staring into nothingness well what my teachers didn't know is that my dad <laughs> would make a nice brew of marijuana tea in the morning and that's what I would drink before heading to school so I wasn't slow or I didn't have any learning disabilities. I was just high as a kite. <laughs> because my dad at the time was a Rastafarian. Do a quick Google therapist on who is a Rastafarian and what do they believe. But I'll share very quickly that one of the beliefs of the Rastafarian community is that marijuana or herb or ganja, as it's called in Jamaica, is one of the ways to get close to God. You know, so a true devoted practicing Rastafarian is going to wake up in the morning. He's going to do um, a Nyabingi circle with other Rastafarians and he's going to have his chillum pipe and he's going to have a brew of ganja tea he's going to probably have um, some fish later in the day stuffed with ganja it's, it's ganja all day basically for the Rastafarians because for them it brings them closer to God. And from what I've observed about my dad, he really wanted to be close. He was always smoking. He was always, you know, you could smell the herb in the house because he was always smoking. So I remember, you know, <laughs> teach, poor teacher thinking something was wrong with me, but I was just, you know, Ah, a little high, because I was drinking that, got that marijuana tea. Then he would drop me off at school, and I was just like, oh, where am I? Let me just sit and look through the window over here. It looks interesting outside, you know? Yeah. That's one of the funny memories I have. Another memory that I have 
is also tied to marijuana. When I was about six or seven years old, my dad took me to a Nyabingi Circle. A Nyabingi Circle is Rastafarians beating drums and singing and, of course, passing the pipe. There was a chillum pipe in the circle. Now, a chillum pipe is what you in North America call a bong. But the chillum pipe in Jamaica, it can have two kinds. You can have the one where it's water and it's your marijuana. Or you can have the chillum pipe where it is rum, where water should be. And marijuana. Right? So I'm not sure if it was rum in the one that they had that day or if it was just water. But I remember being past this chillum pipe, sitting in the circle and being past it being handed to me. And I'm thinking I should just pass it to the person beside me. But no. No, they try to encourage me to take a draw from the chillum pipe. I tried. I failed. I coughed and coughed and coughed. <laughs> and I remember my mother came home and I was still, still coughing. And my mom, she came home from work. And she saw what this looked like you know no one was really doing anything nobody was really um, making a move to make anything better or doing anything at all and she saw me sitting in the Nyabingi circle and that is when <laughs> she just got so mad and I remember she she and my dad were inside. And I could hear the yelling and I could hear the anger from my mom because she didn't feel like a child should be in the middle of the Nyabingi circle. A child should not be past the pipe or anything like that. And my father had some differing views because for him... It's a religious experience, and he wanted to share that with me. My mother wasn't having it, so she got so mad that I remember when my dad came out of the room from talking to her, his shirt, he had a T-shirt on, and it was ripped. She had ripped it in her anger. You know? A lot of my childhood memories of my father involve him and smoking marijuana. For a long, long time, that was his way of connecting, you know, with God, with his beliefs. Connecting with God, he, he felt he needed to be high all the time. I'll jump to college. <laughs> And I'll tell you a memory I had from college. He called me and he said, he said, I'm getting married. 
I was very happy for him because by the time I'd gotten to college, he had put down his chillum pipe and put away his desire to smoke marijuana and had focused on changing his life. And a part of changing his life was changing his religion and he became a Christian. He became a deacon in the church. He sang on the choir, you know, everything like that. And the, the, the dad that I remember from my childhood was always smoking, wasn't there anymore. Very calm, approachable, and easy to talk to person was there. And our relationship dynamic changed, you know. And up until his death, he maintained a relationship with God and with, you know, the leaf that he turned over, he stayed on it. He stayed on that path. Didn't deviate at all, you know. It was it was a beautiful thing to see. A really beautiful thing to see. I am happy that he was at peace in those moments when he had to go. You know, therapist, I think it might be a short one tonight because I'm still processing how I feel about his passing. Even though I'm saying all the right things, like he's not in pain anymore and so on and so on, I'm still feeling, I'm still feeling that hurt. And so therapist, I'm going to pack it in a little bit early tonight. I think as the time goes on and, and you know, healing is starting. I still need to take the time to really think through. I want to thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Minding My Own Jamaican Business.